Failing. 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 Are we talking about failure? Some battles you feel like you lost. And survival. Some battles you feel like you win. We've all faced failure, but what steps do we take to launch ourselves into success? I'm Sarah Brown. There is life, a blessing. Your dream. and then what we do with it. And this is Failing Forward. My friend, my newer friend from Cali, Michelle <laughs> Spolstra, she is a clinical psychologist. She is starting a new business that integrates, this is really interesting, design, psychology, spirituality, and the healing power of community. She has come over to my house and helped mm-hmm. me with some things, which we'll talk about today. Welcome, Michelle. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here, Sarah. Girl, I'm so happy you're here too. It's going to be great. Yay. All right, Michelle, tell everybody, where did you grow up? I grew up in Northern California in the Bay Area. So right in the heart of tech, Silicon Valley before it was that. Um, yeah, and lived there all my life except for a couple of years in college. And yeah. And listeners, what's really interesting is that Michelle and many of her friends moved to Cincinnati and love Cincinnati, moved from California, and they brought even more friends here, which I'm obsessed with. I just, I just love it so much. Now for our non-Cincinnati listeners, I know that doesn't matter to you as much, but the fact that we recruited some incredible people to Cincinnati from sunny California is pretty awesome. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. We have, I think 10 or 12 friends that have moved out here. The first, they moved here 20 years ago and then we've slowly followed. And my husband and I came out two and a half years ago in the midst of COVID. So yeah, we love it here. I, I miss people in California, but I, I feel very much at home here. Yay. Okay. Michelle grew up in California in the Bay area siblings, younger brother, Dave. Yep. Who's still in California. He's two and a half years younger and we're very close. He's coming out next week. So awesome. Just one younger brother. Yep. Yep. All right. And both parents work, one parent work. What was the, or maybe single family? What was the, what was your upbringing? Grew up with mom and dad and brother. My dad's a, um, was an attorney. Um, and my mom was stay at home. She put him or worked with him through law school and then she stayed at home with us. So, and then we have a very big extended family in the Bay area. I'm a fifth generation Californian. So lots of family there. Wow. And did you always know you wanted to be a psychologist? You know, it's funny. I, when I was young, I wanted to either be an interior designer or a vet um, and both were around helping people. And then, um, junior high, I was the friend that people went to, um, to talk about hard things. And I just kind of found my way into psychology in undergrad and then kind of a, a winding path to grad school. Uh, I think it's really interesting and also a cool story that you're bringing back the design piece mm-hmm. as you kind of start your I don't, I don't want to call it second act. What do we call this? Cause like people think there's only like two acts, right? But there should be multiple acts. Yes, totally. Yeah. I think it's the new season. You know, I had a 20 year span and I've been ready for a new season. So. Okay. I love that new season, new season, new season. Uh, <laughs> You want to tell us more about your new season and how that came about and what it is? Cause it's just so unique. 
Sure. So I've been a psychologist, a therapist, and then psychologist for 20 years. And I've loved that work for walking people through hard seasons and helping them identify what they want to experience in life. And during COVID, my work went virtual and so very much just online. And I was aware that I would be with people for an hour a week, sometimes every other week. And then they go home to their home for like, what, 160 plus hours when everyone was Mm -hmm. home. And our homes hold the energy of what we're dealing with, whether it's good, whether it's bad. Um, So I think both recognizing for myself the potential for healing that can be found within my home and then thinking about my clients who want healing but then might be ignoring all the ways their homes are affecting them, that became an area of interest for me. So um, it's funny, about uh, recently a friend who I worked with 10 years ago said, you know, you've been talking about this concept for 10 years. And I thought I'd just been talking about it for five. So I was like, it's been in the works for five, but actually it's apparently been in the works for 10. Um, and really the heart of it is going into people's homes, hearing their story, um, using the skills I have from my clinical background to provide space to witness their story. And then to look at like what is held in their home and how might they want to change that? So first honoring and witnessing what they've been through and then looking at what needs to go. Like sometimes someone's gone through a loss and they are ready to clear that, whether it's by clearing actual items or possessions. And sometimes it's energetically clearing a space. Um, So doing that practice with them. And in my new business, there's both kind of a a therapeutic, holistic, healing process that we do in someone's home. And then there's also others that are like energy clearing, space clearing, intention setting. Um, so kind of different levels depending on what people need. So, and then the other part of the business that I'm hoping to launch at the end of the year is retreats where we go to some amazing, inspiring place in the world. And we have a new experience where we are immersed in a new culture, learn about new spiritual and other traditions, and then have an opportunity to source items from that place. And for me, I've experienced just how powerful retreats are, especially with women, but you know, with all people. And, um, so I would love to facilitate that and gather people in various parts of the world. Uh, I love the retreat part. And and I know I told you that I was going to do that. Let's go back because you helped me with Mm -hmm. some clearing energy clearing, um, for me. And I'd love to share with listeners a little bit what that was like Mm -hmm. and, um, the crazy things that sort of came out of that. Yes. So listeners, Michelle came over and I also invited three other friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Three other friends and, uh, Michelle walk, walk them through what you, how you walked me through it. Yeah. So, um, and this works with people of any kind of spiritual, um, background or non-religious background. So I always like to say that, but first it's creating a space to allow the person to share what they've been through. Like, what are they carrying in their body? And then also how, what is their home carrying? Um, and what was really beautiful with you was having your friends there to witness and to support you, um, and really honoring you and what you've walked through in the last few years. And then looking at 
how, what do you, what do you want to clear? Like energetically, what's kind of imprinted in your home and your possessions. And then we talked to their myriad of ways to clear, um, various plants, there's sound, there is, um, essential oils. There are so many options and ways to clear. People think it's solely sage. That is one practice of many. Um, but really walking through like, what did you want to clear? And then we actually did that. So we, we walked through your house and cleared the space and then came back together and talked about what do you intend? What do you want for your life? And really calling that in. Um, I think we're not, aware of how much intention can shape our lives or lack of attention can shape our lives. What I loved is that Michelle sent me some, some questions to think about and to journal about before she came over. So I had journaled multiple pages about, you know, for me, you all know that it's been loss for me of, of a marriage ending. And so it was a lot, a lot of around that loss there is a space where my ex-husband and I exchange the dogs and I'm trying to create boundaries. And I'm sure he is too around because we are not married anymore. We are not partnered anymore. And he would come into the basement through my garage, whistle for the dogs and, and they go. And so there is a space down in that area that just, I don't really like that space. It feels a little uncomfortable. Um, and, um, you know, it's, it's, it's where he comes in. So Michelle was like, all right, if you want to set a boundary and Michelle jump in, cause I'm probably not saying this right, but then you're great. let's, <laughs> let's create a boundary. Uh, you know, it's like an energy field force field, so to mm -hmm. speak down there. So we created this force field down in the basement cause he's going to come in anyway, but I don't want to feel sad every time he comes in my house. Okay. Listeners, I don't want to feel sad. I want to move on. I want to accept and forgive and just go and be happy. Right. So we create this force field. Michelle's got this sage and everything like that. I've got my girlfriends down there. They're also putting intention into it and that's it. Right. And we, we walk away. We, the, the rest of the, the stuff goes on. But, um, the next time my ex-husband comes in to, uh, pick up the dogs, the garage door will not let him in. Like literally we shut down the electrical piece of the garage door. So he could not get in. I'm not kidding. Mm -hmm. And I called Texas Michelle right away. Like, Oh my God, you're never going to believe that. Now I fixed it so that he can come back in, but there is some power to intention. We might not know it or see it, and, and it's not that I want to keep him from coming in. I just need to protect myself from that, those old thoughts. Right, Michelle? Yeah. Yeah. And you, in that process, you were actually setting a boundary around yourself, right? Like you were setting an intention for clear boundaries with him. Yes. And in that physical space, but also like what you wanted for yourself, what you would accept for yourself. There, there is um, an emotional and energetic shift that you made. So it, I mean, it doesn't surprise, I've heard things like this. It doesn't surprise me, but it's pretty amazing to realize what can, can shift in our physical experience when we shift something emotionally and energetically. So I don't think that I could have made that shift without you or without my friends being there. How can somebody make that shift on their own if they don't have a you or a, I mean, they could pull friends in, but 
how do you make that shift on your own? Yeah. So it's interesting. I, I think that's where I started doing this work was for myself. Um, so several years ago I was going through, um, the process of, uh, fertility, um, and went through infertility and, you know, there are certain experiences in our life that, that shake us. And then we go, how do we get through this and have hope and remain connected in, in the hard season? And for me, I started studying different ways of healing and supporting my space and my body and myself, my spirit, and all that to say, that's kind of where it started for me, um, in terms of the clearing of the space and blessing of the space. Um, so what I would say for someone who's like, I don't have time to meet with someone or I can't do that. You can, you can call in a friend, you can bring your friend over or your partner and say, how does our home feel? Like if you, I know you'll show my website, but at the bottom of my website, there's a list of questions. So you can look at those questions and say, how does my home feel? What have we experienced in this house? What feels good? What doesn't feel good? What do I need to shift and change? Right. And, you know, cultures around the world throughout millennia have used different practices, rituals, ceremonies to honor changes, endings, shifts, right. And celebrations. So sometimes it's writing out what you want to release and tearing it up or burning it in a safe and controlled way. Um, sometimes it's inviting your best friend over to say, can you witness me in what I'm dealing with in the emotion and the pain and in the hope and the rising? Um, so, and then I think, so one is witnessing, acknowledging what you're going through, and then it's looking at what do I need to clear? So what needs to clear from your space? Is there actual possessions that remind you of a painful time that you don't need? Can you give that to someone else who could actually use it? Um, what can uplift you in your space? You're going to say. So I have a friend. who went through a divorce, uh, husband cheated on her and he moved out. She could not get comfortable in her bed that they had shared. Yeah. And this energy coach that she went to said, I want you to go buy all new bed sheets mm -hmm. and a new comforter. Mm -hmm. I want you to create like a, your bedroom is now going to be your safe space in your yeah. safe Harbor might yeah. not be other places in the house, but make your bedroom that. And so that was our focus. And that became that safety spot for her, mm -hmm. but it was all in changing. She got rid of old comforters and sheets and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And it worked. Yeah, totally. Because literally, you know, if you think every day, you know, every week, every month, every year, over decades, we have the same, we can have the same thoughts. We can hold the same pain and all of it is somehow held in our spaces. Right. And so shifting what's happening in our space, whether it's painting, I did a lot of painting that was very therapeutic for me during COVID. Um, you know, whether it's shifting where possessions are, where art is, if it's letting go of some things, I think clearing a space that way, if you've had a loss saying, I'm going to let go of these things and start fresh. It's so powerful. And I think that's been my heart in transitioning into this work is there are a lot of ways for us to heal. Like there is, you know, therapy, there is, um, feeling heard, there is sacred practices, but there's also community. There's also creating beauty. There's also experiencing 
other cultures. You know, there's so many ways we can heal, but bringing awareness in our home. <laughs> many of my guests who are incredibly resilient have struggled with mental health. I know I have, and asking them about it can be awkward at times, but it's more important than ever to start this conversation, to check in on them. My dad used to always say, if you break your arm, you go to the doctor, and if you have mental health needs, you do the same. If you're not familiar, check out Lindner Center of Hope. They offer inpatient and residential services for those who need a comprehensive evaluation. Lindner Center of Hope, 513-536-HOPE. So you and I both recently got COVID, which is mm-hmm. crazy because, you know, we're so one of the late bloomers. Well, it's also because I thought it was a novid and I was never going to get it. And I bragged about it for like you know three years, but, um, we're both, we both still have, well, I think I'm more than you because I was a little later than you, but I still have side effects from that mm-hmm. of fatigue. Is there a way to set intention or healing or something around that? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Say a little bit more to that, like for how to heal from this. Point like, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is it setting an intention around, okay, I'm going to take care of my body and I'm going to sleep and mm-hmm. like any visualization, you know what I mean? Like there's gotta mm-hmm. be something around physical healing too. Yeah, absolutely. So there's, I mean, there's mantras, there's affirmations. Louis, Louise Hay has a little book of affirmations. Um, that's fabulous. Um, but wait, also- what's that book? I know yeah. that book. What is that? What is the affirmation? No, I can't remember offhand. Did I? Right, we can't it? remember everybody, but we'll look it up. Just look yes. up Louise Hay. Louise Hay, and it, it's probably the first thing that's going to pop up. But I would also say, like, so my experience was, I feel like I got COVID right now. It was the week I wanted to launch my website, and I got COVID. I was stuck in my butt, you know. And I think it was life saying, like, you know, trust the timing and maybe learn to rest and pause. Um, And when I started to feel better, I was just kind of listening to my body. So I didn't want to drink at all. And I really want to nourish my body. And I, you know, I'm glad I can move again and not everything hurts. Um, So I think just first listening to your body about what feels good and right for you in the healing and not like forcing yourself to like do what you would do previously. Um, I did a lot of Epsom salt baths because those are super cleansing um, a lot of essential oils because that helps uplift when you feel depleted. I, my husband does not love it, but I sage our house (laughs) regularly. And for me, that helps, you know, so, um, (laughs) you know, like we're all different and we have to use what works for us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how, how are you bringing in the design piece into this work? Yeah. So my, my hope and intention, um, and people can read about on my website is I have three, basically four different offerings. So one is the Phoenix path, which is people who've gone through like a specific loss, really significant tragedy or trauma or transition. And they're like, my life was before and after. And so that's integrating kind of the therapeutic component into the healing and into the design process. Um, in terms of bringing in the design, it's once we've done the, what needs to be cleared, we look at how do you want your home to feel? Like what colors do you like? Did you choose things because they were in style and everyone has the same, whatever it is, you know, kitchen, et cetera. 
like what actually enlivens you, what uplifts you and your family, um, what makes you feel peaceful. And then the, the part that I'm really excited about, um, because I believe beauty heals us. Um, so helping people to source items and colors and aesthetics and, you know, kind of the whole combination that is uplifting for them. That is super fun. Now, my style is pretty bohemian international, like with a moody vibe. And um, very thankfully, my dear friend, Cindy, who also moved from California, um, is going to join me. And she has a different aesthetic. She has this gorgeous um, kind of lighter, brighter, um, I'm not sure what she would call it. I'll have to find out, but a, just a different aesthetic. And so we're going to bring just different kind of vantage points to helping people discern what their own style is. Michelle, do you mind if I take a step back um, and talk about the fertility piece? Would that be all right for a minute? Sure. Yeah. Uh, so I think a lot of women really struggle with that. And um, yeah. I think it's, it's probably not talked about enough. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Sort of like people suffer silently around that. I think we're getting better. Um, but for you, what, what was the biggest, what do you think you were supposed to learn from that? Hmm. You know, I'm still listening for that. Um, it's funny. I was reflecting today on, you know, those pivot points in our life of what we thought would happen and then what did. And then what is birthed or born because of it, you know? So, um, for me, um, I got married later and I think that if I had gotten married at 22, I probably wouldn't have gone my master's and doctorate and had 20 years of clinical work. Um, so that was born of, of a later marriage and, you know, there's pain with that. And, um, so with the fertility process, um, you know, I'm still sitting with that. It's, it's one of those still places of pain, but I also know that, um, you know, there are ways I'm supposed to nurture and care for people. And, um, it's not just in my home, um, though my home's a place I nurture and care for me and my family and friends. Um, but yeah, that, that one, I, I still, I'm still working through. Yeah. Well, and I think what would be helpful too is how do you work through that? Mm -hmm. What do you do? How mm -hmm. do you listen? How do you? So for me, I did therapy. I um, worked with several different healers. I went and studied in various places in the world um, with the Karos in. Peru, who are incredible healers up in the Andes mountains. Um, and oh, that's cool. So I think, you know, when you go through something where you think your life's going to be one way and then it's another way and you're living with that, that place of pain for me, I realized I needed to move out of my head because I was trained in the cerebral, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and move into both healing of the body. So through like Reiki, I studied that, I studied yoga, just a lot of different modalities to help my body work through the grief, really. Um, and then I think the the other part for me has been 
kind of a winding path of, of knowing that spirit is with us, even if that, um, how we conceptualize that can change and trusting that we are even in the places of great pain, there's going to be good from it. And I don't know that that always feels true in the, especially in the midst of it. <laughs> um, I, uh, I, the, the statement that you made around, um, we think, we think our life is going to be one way and then it's not. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, I get that. Right. I didn't think I'd be divorced at 49. Mm -hmm. I think they're there. My, my outlook, this is different. This is very, so this is a different situation because I can go to, well, you know what? I'm actually better off right now. I don't know if you can say that not being a parent. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know what the response is in your head to that. Mm -hmm. Other than I just must accept and maybe spirit has a plan for me that I don't know what that plan is. Mm -hmm. I do think, I mean, one of the things that I've sat with for myself and it, you know, depends on the day. Um, but is like, I want to be a part of healing and creating goodness and beauty and community in the world. Like that is like the center of it for me. And through my own experience of loss, I know just how important it is to have those experiences. <laughs> um, and if I had easily had kiddos, like I probably would have had a different path, <laughs> you know? So yes, yes. Okay. There's the connection that I was trying to understand. Okay. Yeah because you've had that pain, you can better empathize, help others with their mm -hmm. healing. Mm -hmm. Yes. And mm -hmm. because I haven't had that experience, I'm freed up to like one of my other areas of my heart is to take women and people to other countries and to have these amazing experiences that widen their view of what's possible and, you know, of all types of experiences. And if I had little ones at home, I would not be doing that, <laughs> you know? So it's, I think, you know, on the days, on many days I can hold that. And I also honor the space on other days where the grief is still there. What are you most um, curious about or interested in today that you're learning about that you think would be helpful for others to hear? Mm. Oh, geez, that's hard. Uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm always... Like I'm a, uh, and always someone who's learning. So I think recently some work that I'm doing is on how do we bring the sacred into business? So I'm, I've been doing a two month basically training on that with, with someone and, um, we're actually going go to go. What does that mean? Mm. What does that, what does that mean? Bringing the sacred into business? Um, so it's the idea that, we often, I think historically we've separated spirituality from business. Like they're, you know, the secular and the, and the, you know, sacred and the profane, that sort of thing. And it's funny, my, my dissertation almost 15 years ago was on people who found a spiritual tradition that worked for them, like through a winding path. Um, so I think I've always been curious about this, but how do we integrate what feels resonant and true for us? in all parts of our life. So it's not compartmentalized. And so I have been thinking a lot about like in my work, how do I help people 
to be more aware of the sacred in their own life, however they define that, and in their own home, however they define that, you know? Um, and so for me in business, it's, and I've had a private practice for many years and then starting this new business, it's how do I have my business be a vehicle for good in the world and a vehicle of, of joy and self-sustained, you know, self-sustenance for me and my family. So really an integration of all those. I love this concept of, um, figuring out your, did you call it faith tradition? So what you said, spiritual oh, tradition, spiritual tradition. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mine has been such a windy road. Mm -hmm. I mean like crazy windy, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but what I do want to, what I do want to say about like bringing the sacred, um, into business this past week, there was, a. I had to do some tough coaching mm -hmm. with, um, some folks on my team who made decisions that were against what was defined that we would do and, mm -hmm. um, went behind my back and did this and, and what they weren't honest about it. Mm -hmm. And let me also say that I love these two people very much and we all make mistakes. Okay. Yeah. Like, hello, mm -hmm. my podcast is called failing forward. So whatever. <laughs> uh, but one of these individuals I love very dearly. Like he's almost mm -hmm. like my child. Mm -hmm. And, and I was like, Hey, here's the deal. I love you. And you cannot do this at work. Like I used better words than this, mm -hmm. but my point in saying this is that I loved that. I could be able to say to him, I love you. Mm -hmm. And you have a safe space for failing here. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm your parachute mm -hmm. and I'm going to tell you what your boundaries are, yeah. uh, in this if I were in a huge corporate company, I wouldn't be allowed to say, Hey, I love you and care about you. Mm -hmm. And so how can I, as a leader, lead people if I can't lead from love? Yeah. 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 I don't know if there's a sacred into business. <laughs> well, is that bringing know. the sacred into business or no? Yes, I think so. Yeah. I mean, and the reality is, I mean, whatever we define as a secret, it's, there's something around us, you know, whatever you want to, you know, that could be a whole long tangent, but <laughs> like love is sacred, right? Caring for others is sacred. Healing and community is sacred. Creating beauty, creating rituals that help nourish us. Those are all acts of, of the sacred, right? It's bringing more awareness and intention into our life. Um, and I think we're all needing that, especially after the last few years. Uh, Michelle, I don't know why I want to say this to you and I hope it doesn't, um, offend you, but <laughs> your voice, it, your voice and your whole energy is so, uh, nurturing and, and, and maternal, you know, and, you know, I think that you're, you're supposed to mother others, mm. you know, Thank you. like a me and a, all of our friends and, you know, and hopefully you get, you get that in return, but yeah. Yeah. I want people to feel seen. I think it matters. Right. Mm -hmm. It does. All right. We're going to close with, um, tell us if people could do one thing in mm -hmm. 
that, you know, healing Mm -hmm. within our home. What is Mm -hmm. one thing that they could do with regards to healing in their home? Mm. That's such a hard question. (laughs) Because they're multiple. Yes. I'm going to, if I can, I'm going to give a layered, layered response. (laughs) So the first thing I'd say is just look through your house and clear the clutter. Clutter energetically uh, can overwhelm the nervous system, right? So if there's stuff that you're like, I regularly, my husband gets annoyed because I do this all the time, but I'm like, someone else could use that. I'm not using it. Like clear it, (laughs) you know? Um, So I think that has a big impact. Um, I think intentionality around saying like, what do we want for this next year? People get annoyed with new year's resolutions till I get that. But like, what do I ever want to call in for my life? What do I want to, to create? Um, how do I want to curate my life in this next year? I think that's really health helpful and powerful. Um, and then, I mean, I think the third thing, well, I'm going to give two more. So I'm totally giving a stacked answer. Um, great. Taking space for yourself. That's not on the phone and that's not doing work, you know, (laughs) like sitting with yourself, like, how am I feeling? Like maybe journal to yourself and you might be surprised what comes up because we're so busy nowadays, even with the COVID slowdown, we need space to hear our heart, you know? Um, so I'd say that. And then finally, I think community, I think we heal in community. We don't heal in isolation. Um, so find your, begin to find your people or spend more time with your people and be real, you know, about what's going on in your life. So those are things I'm, I've been practicing. (laughs) Not perfectly though. Okay. I love the clutter. Totally agree with that. Um, the intentionality I'm working on that one, the taking space for self, maybe I need to do better, but the community I do have Mm -hmm. and like going for a walk with you this weekend and, you know, being with those people who, uh, fill my bucket versus drain my bucket. Yes. Yes. And the listening for that. Cause some people, I think when we're so busy, we don't even, we cannot notice where do we get drained versus where do we get filled? And it can be more like, should, what should I be doing as opposed to what feels really resonant for my spirit? I love that. Michelle. Thank you so much for being on today and for being one of my, you know, last couple guests. I'm so glad that you're on here. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. (laughs) Listeners, we'll put in the notes, uh, Michelle's website and social media and things like that. And thank you, my friend. So much love. Thank you. Thank you. I want to thank everyone behind the scenes, especially Adrian Donica and the team at Gwyn Sound. Also, please find us on social media outlets at Fail Forward Pod.